now recording. Okay, we should be <laughs> we should be going. Mic check. We going. Mic check. Checking mic. Check, 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 check. We didn't need to do this. We didn't do this for any other check. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm into it. Sync, clap sync. Sure. Clap sync. Yep. Miko style. <laughs> Off to the That's side. fucked up. That's actually fucked up. Yeah, okay. who wants to listen to a podcast that's just us clapping? Yeah. Okay, um, All right. so best visual experience. All right. Yeah, so for best visual experience, so this is like a game that we just overall find pretty or yeah. just visually appealing to our eyes. And so for this, we have... Agree. Uh, okay, so now the next category is worst game. <laughs> just done, right? It's over, isn't it? Oh what? my god! What are you I'm laughing just, at? Like, uh, just, just keep going. Are you, are you good? <laughs> no. Did you notice something on this list? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we have Agree, the Cat Lady, Tacoma, Doki Doki Literature Club, the Gardens Between. The Ground Gives Way, Celeste, Donut County, <laughs> Papers Please, To the Moon, Dear Esther, Layers of Fear, Detention, Yomawari Night Alone, and Heavy Rain. All right, so let's start off with The Ground Gives Way. I love Matrixes full of periods. Okay. Yeah. It is an ASCII game. Yeah. Okay, Who I think... Put this on the list. I think there is an artistic choice and a style with that game. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, they chose to make it an ASCII game. That is yeah. technically true, yes. Yeah. It's it's like... It's like Dwarf Fortress, another ASCII game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The it, there are many usually, like it. The choice is usually made because it is a person with a very heavy programming background and yeah. not very heavy art background yeah. who knows how to very quickly and effectively make a game and that that is almost... And they also Distinct probably from the ability to make a game look pretty. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. Command lines. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That game you had to run in PowerShell. <laughs> um, Everybody and... knows PowerShell is the best video processing. <laughs> Dude, this is like this reminds me of some shit that I said to Adam today, where I was like, "Do you like a single game that full screens easily?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Because this is one of those examples that could just not full screen. All right, let's cut. Oh, this shit. that's let's cut so this true. Shit. You couldn't resize no. the window without it breaking entirely. No. All right, let's yeah, let's cut that one. Um, to the moon. Anyone want to defend to the moon? No. No. And I love To the Moon, but like visually, it's not. not pretty. I thought their sunsets were stunning pretty. for the way that they did their art style. I like their square boulders. There's... Oh, yeah, they made fun of that. That was like, funny. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. I yeah. think it's a yeah. nice looking yeah. game, like if you're into that, but it's not. Yeah, it's not right. yeah. yeah. Um, and there's plenty of games on this list that have entranced me far more than Layers of Fear, and I actually like sat through Layers of Fear with Zoe and. Oh my god, what I, made I did not of... find it to be the best visual experience of the games on this list. What made Layers of Fear visually stunning was the actual works of art, because it was Fuck art history game. with Zoe. No, not, no. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, she can't be troll. If she's troll, we're all, it's over. <laughs> it's right, over, All right, so Layers of Fear, fuck that game. Oh. It's off. Okay, right. yeah. Um, wow, feel, we're just... I feel kind of bad cutting it so early. Yeah, because I think it's way better than a lot of other stuff. So but... Heavy Rain, does anyone want to... Like, I didn't play it, no. but I get the sense that... No, no. it's trash. Heavy no. Rain is on there as a joke. Yeah, Heavy Rain is yeah. on there as a joke. No, it was, it was visually stunning for its time. Yes. Although it does say best visual experience. experience? Which, uh -huh. there's an argument there, but no, overall, that game did yeah, not look no. great. Yeah, also, I've already made my point on the Cat Lady. It's good bad. Or no, bad it's good. Bad. It's, it's bad good. So let's just be done with that. Tacoma. It's not a pretty game. I'd like to cut Tacoma um, because it, it is pretty. 
Okay. Uh, it does very good things with the vi its visuals, but it's mostly the way you interact with the world more than the world, like the way the world is displayed. But like the just the, I guess does the 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 interactability in terms of like just picking up random objects that are part of like that is that like a visual oh, experience thing I mean, at all? Or? Because they well did do it visually like like coded. They did do an excellent job of well. realizing the world fully because every object has a front and a back. Yeah, and that feels like a visual experience th okay. thing, but I'm not sure if it stands to what, fucking... What like, calls to me about Tacoma is not necessarily those kind of visuals, but I personally love how the space station rotates and the lighting will mm -hmm. shift like depending where you are in proximity to the sun. Mm, yeah. And to me, that's just stunning. That's like, really cool. That, yeah. that was cool. Yeah. You, the world seemed fully realized despite being in a contained space. Yeah. What was what was the previous game that they did, and what was the space? Gone home. Was it just like a warehouse or something? Uh, it was in a mansion. It yeah. was in a mansion. An old home. So yeah. it's like it, I don't know why like a space station it didn't occur to me, but it's so brilliant of a choice for like a contained thing like this because it it like you're saying it makes it feel so realized because you can actually see all the things you would expect to see and nothing more. You can't go any other in space. So right. okay. So can I we? thought that was a, t a easy cut, but instead, uh, what about the gardens between? Fuck that game. <laughs> like, it was fine. Like, the visuals were the best yeah. part it's, of it, but they weren't... It's pretty in a, yeah. in a way. <laughs> but they weren't the best on this list. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. They had okay. little beings that looked like companion cubes that just That's made true. us question if they yeah. were ripping off Portal, but... They were. They were. Yeah, Do they definitely were. Doki Doki. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking at. Anime I'm eyeing that. <laughs> yeah. I like other art styles better. Yeah. I, I mean, like Glee. Like, it, it does everything it needs to do to pull off what it pulls off, and it wouldn't want to be more outlandish or crazy yeah. or even more unique, yeah. but still, in this category, like, no, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. It does exactly what it needs to do, but it's not a good fit for this, this uh, particular category. Also, yeah. Detention's visual experience, like, really fit the like mental experience the story that it was telling but i did not like looking at it okay which is a me problem i don't like like horror or terror games i mean like i think like but. it was a it was a pretty game but nothing about the visuals really spoke to me about in detention like i didn't play detention for the visuals like yeah and, and like, you know, I guess to, you know, further my claim, like this, the one that I'm going to be voting for, like with Gree, I played that game four times through and it was simply because it's like, I just want to see something beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. that so, is why yeah. I want to. Yeah, also it's a visual experience, if anything. Human legs. Right. I thought Madison was going to be the, the key here for Heavy Rain. Yeah, no, the Heavy Rain's out. No. favorite visual experience. <laughs> Every object has a front and a back. The thing about yeah. Heavy Rain that was so glorious is she'd be walking in a dark alley, and yet for some reason there was some light source just that God would just rain yeah. shine on her ass. Awesome. Her <laughs> just sway back and forth. She's like really in a tense location, like, like. <laughs> Shit's fucked up, but I gotta make sure to sway my hips. Yes, yeah, try to escape yeah, yeah, yeah. a burning building, but like, gotta yeah, gotta got strut. Yeah. No, it makes sense. If you to don't me. work it all the time, can you even be said to be working it? I mean, right. so. no, exactly, uh, exactly. Okay. Um, so, so wait, the so, yeah, conclusion there is the detention is out. Did, yeah, the conclusion I... after that discussion of Madison's ass, <laughs> detention's out. Right? Oh. That, does anyone have a defense of that? It seems yeah, like you it's have like I don't know if I have it really well formulated. To me, I just thought. 
it the visuals added a lot to the really like mysterious like otherworldly components to it and the also the the cultural differences that you see through just like I don't know, pictures but pictures of the cultural differences. Like I, I use my eyes a lot, and yeah. like it helped digesting the different culture and the different like uh, they're not deities, but like demons or something. You know that yeah. it was in that world, and so I guess what I would say to that, I agree. The visuals and detention are very good. I think that they are not the best on this list. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I, I think it's it, we're starting to already get into the place where it's like yeah these are all good yeah they um, are but we just have to say it's like are we saying papers please is good that's still on I, here i yeah. think i yeah. think it's really good i think I the papers visuals please, yeah i think it's yeah. a really well-made visual experience yeah i think it hangs together very tightly or like it's a very tight cohesive package of visual experience that like really sp- speaks to what that game is and adds a lot to like how you experience that game yeah, but I don't know if it's like beautiful or that it's necessarily what we want on this list, but like definitely I think it's a very well curated package. Well, and so like visuals. what calls me about Papers Please was the mechanics of it, the That's the feeling true. of the cramped yeah. desk and having to shuffle papers around manually and always feeling like you're fucking up. But never did I look at it and I'm just like, this is a visually pleasing experience or a visual displeasing. All right, experience. let's cut like, it. I I like I think it was just the mm-hmm. feeling of containment more than the visual of containment. Yeah, like I think yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. okay cutting it. I don't think it's yeah. the best on this list. I still don't. But like it is, even if that was not the point of the game, I feel that it was. Um, it's a good cohesive package. You said it. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. cohesive package, but it does not. Yeah. It's not the main part of the game. Yeah, it adds a lot and it's good standalone, yeah. but it isn't it's not good enough to be the best. Can we also right. cut Donut County? Like that's a yeah. cute game, but it's I mean the shell the cell shaded style is like Dude, I'm gonna say a this. Bit played out. I think that game's fucking overrated. Okay. That's why that's I think. fair. Damn. But I'm also, just saying that. I want to say that the iOS sticker package that you get with that game it's when you so buy cute. it, yeah. it's it's like so cute. It's yeah. it's way better than the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, and, and I don't mean to say that game is bad by any means. I just think it's like it, that's one of those games that gets uh, caught up in a wave of like indie darlingness. Yeah. And I think it is very good, but it's like it was made out to be like this like Descendants from fucking God because it's so cute. And I, I guess I just don't like cute things as much. I, I guess. Know. Also, um, the gameplay is like it's fine. Yeah. So, Celeste. So yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, cut. it's uh, like again, all of these are very good in one way or another, but yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Um. So we then are down to the final four. Uh, yeah. Gri, Takoma, Dear Esther, Yomawari, Night Alone. Can okay. we cut Yomawari? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, yeah. I think it's really good visual. I, but I, I think they I were you. really creative with the monsters. And I, I mean, like, sure, like a lot of those monsters were just like very creatively terrifying to look at at times. But like, I don't know. It, it was cool. Like, it didn't really resonate. I with liked me, the though. look. I mean, I don't think I would also cut it. But I also just I liked the art style of that game. Yeah. Like, I thought mm-hmm. it was a really pretty, cool, interest. Yeah. It's so like, what like, we're doing oh, right wait. now it is nice. arguing what's going to get second place, right? No, I'm not sure. Agree, Tacoma, and yeah, Jester. like probably. I don't. Do you guys so, think Tacoma hangs with those two? I, I just. I would I almost keep like really detention environment is so well done in, in Tacoma. Right. Like. I think they use the visuals extremely well. I think mm-hmm. they put a lot of work into the visuals, but there's nothing that exactly sticks with me as it just purely a visual experience mm-hmm. from Tacoma, mm-hmm. uh, as strongly okay. as these other ones. Yeah. Like I agree, it's incredible. 
but yeah i i I can see that i think the thing yeah for me it's just like the lighting effects i just am in love with the light design in that game Mm -hmm. because it's just so you should play control oh Oh, yeah that's on my list yeah yeah i have a i have one of the cards that can do the ray tracing yeah. so i've like i feel like obligated to spend that money <laughs> <laughs> to see the the beautiful light rays mm-hmm. um but yeah so. I, I i guess yeah like i guess in comparing dear esther gree and tacoma i would think tacoma would be on the bottom of that list okay what about this list greece dear esther layers of fear is there even on this list did I just yeah, not cross no, it off? You just, yeah, we... did, you just didn't cross it off. That okay, was... wait. Can I just make a little case for that? <laughs> yeah, no. Go ahead. I think the visual experience is, like, the most important part of that game. I should have been present when this was cut, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, dude, like, the way that, like, when you walk in some of those rooms and then, like, I remember the specifically one of the most stunning ones is, like, walked in that room and then, the, like, the ceiling, like, wasn't there because you've been through a couple times and the ceiling wasn't there. When you look up, you were just like, holy fuck. And, like, I know it does pretty common tricks where, like, you turn around and, like, the things change around you. But, like, that really, like, got me lost in that stuff. And the way that, like, just things would dissolve in front of you and stuff like that. Is there is there nothing for that? I mean, okay. I so like that argument. Okay. Moments. Yeah, because I'm actually thinking now, like, about, like, I think one of my favorite parts was the nursery scene. And just, like, that whole... And I guess that is, like, a visual visual scene that happens it's a cutscene practically of what happens yeah. in the nursery and it was really cool to me of like watching all that stuff i think the thing with layers of fear i guess that kind of makes me think it's not as good like not as good to be at the top of the list is just because it gets redundant after a while um like the initial impression of the visual effect is like really cool and then as the game goes on it's like okay, like, another endless hallway, or, like, oh, no, the doors disappeared. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I hated on it, but it certainly had its moments. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah. it wasn't, like, like the it wasn't Parma- enough to crown it. The, the part mm-hmm. McCoy mentions, yeah. you know, when you're looking around the room for a ringing telephone, and then you just look up. Like, that is visually stunning and mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I guess, like, to me, it's, like, you know, when I think about a visually appealing game, it needs to be that way all the way through. Whereas, like, Layers of Fear just had those tidbits, I guess. Honestly, yeah. in my opinion, Gree is, like, so much more, like, what I think of when I think of, like, a good visual experience. Like, just, like, it's an interactive, like, painting, mm-hmm. basically. It's, like... I feel like it's it's that and then everything else below that. So, to me. That's interesting that you would say that because I wanted to make an argument defending Dear Esther. And I was going <clears> to <throat> say that it feels like a painting that you walk through. Wow. Um, Dear Esther does... So Greed also did a lot of play with color where you've got the color-coded levels. Um, Dear Esther did a lot of very interesting things with the color palettes. Very limited color palettes, which is interesting. Um, it also set up, uh, it drew the player's eye in a very mm-hmm. skillful way. Yeah, that's true. Drew yeah. you to specifically very cool, like, you could just, like, be playing that game and hitting the screenshot button every 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And there's probably, like, a 20% hit rate with things you could hang on your wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Is, the same is true Their for composition. both of those games. I was, was going to yeah. say, like, yeah. I think but I, 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 I
That is true that Dear Esther is three-dimensional, so it's arguably, like, more impressive than th that they were able to do that. I also think that Dear Esther has some things, like, the cave scenes in Dear Esther were so unexpected and so stunning when you first walked in, and yeah, so kind of, like, unlike any... Um, Honestly, I, I got... I don't know if I can say unlike anything else I've ever seen in a video game, but, like, just so... The, like, weird painted shit? Not even that. The crystals. Like, the crystals. Oh, the crystals. The cave yeah, crystals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, this, like, yeah. you would walk through that, and it kept yeah, changing. It was just... It was, and, yeah. And the, the light in that in that game and in the caves when you would... I don't know. We've already yeah. talked about how, at least when you're playing through Dear Esther, there essentially wasn't anything there in terms of the narrative that you were able to piece through and yet so then it's a walking simulator so what's left it's like it's the fucking composition yeah that's yeah. what's left there was also a lot of intrigue let's not i mean there yeah, was yeah, no yeah, narrative yeah, yeah. but yeah. it was but an dude, interesting game to play i agree that like dude the composition in this game like from a screenshot perspective is just stunning they did like, an incredible job of turning a 3d 3d world into basically a paint like a series of paintings and having that translate and work well um, not only did they do that, but they had to do a lot of work to draw your eye around and make that work. Mm -hmm. um, they did great play with color and value. Yeah. Um, they had all of that hooked into the otherworldly nature of the, you might call it a narrative, mm -hmm. um, the dreamlike nature and all that stuff. So, like, again, I'm not hating on Gree. Like, that yeah. game was <laughs> incredible. Like, this is a very difficult choice to me between Dear Esther and Gree, but I kind of want to go with Dear Esther. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to be upset if we uh, like go with Gree as, as our um, consensus. Yeah. But I want to make a strong argument for Dear Esther because mm -hmm. it did such cool stuff with visuals. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not like it, it being harder necessarily gives it more points. Um, but it's so uncommon to see that in a 3D game. Yeah. This yeah. puts this was level design like the masterclass. Right. Just unfucking believable. Mm -hmm. Visual design, level design, and player experience design all like coming together right yeah um so for me that was the most impressive game visually but i mean i i have to make my case for gree like please do <laughs> i i like I, I can see i can see why that's really cool for dear Esther, and i can see the merits with that and i i think the thing that resonates with me about gree is like not even just like the artistic techniques of the game like it's really cool seeing like the splash and washes of what seems to be paint and like the really art deco or like very contrasting styles, like, you know, uh, that looks really awesome and cool. But I think what really called to me was just, just the overall creativity of the design of the world was what I loved. Like at the very beginning of the game, you're in this gray washed world and you're climbing this like uh, staircase and there was just this weird flappy like rippling bird that's just it's huge and it's massive and it's just kind of floating by and i remember playing and that and i was just like that's really cool like it, it's a it's not quite a bird but it's clear that in mm -hmm. this world it's a bird and that's really cool you walk through rock world and there are these like little crab like things with different shaped shells and rocks and like I don't know. It's just the fact that somebody like birthed that from their mind that i find so awesome and i don't know and like the effects that they do on the color like again because it's a game about grief the whole first asp like the whole first i guess level shift when Gree is you know she's curled up in a ball and then suddenly you just see this like splatter of red across the screen and you're like wait what is that blood like what is this and it's like no it's like we're transitioning to the anger stage or whatever like that was really cool to me of just 
like just that artistic style and just seeing that creativity and just again like kind of like what you're saying with Dear like every shot of that I literally have a folder on my laptop of like gray screenshots that are full of like 50 photos of like because as I'm playing I'm just like chink 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 like because yeah. I found it to be so cool um and like you know it's it stuff it's like i would love to get a tattoo of that or i'd, mm-hmm. I'd love for that to be a design in some some place in my life like that's how much it resonated and like i said i played through this game multiple times just because i wanted to see something pretty yeah um there's a lot of set pieces that come to mind like when you're in that hallway where it's like entirely black on the bottom and like white on the top and then it like reverse it like you know it's just like the, everything is like that black white reverse or like when you're playing with those lights and they're like that beautiful yellow Mm-hmm. That like just like oh, is there an argument to be made though? Like just just try to think in your mind of the context of Greece, but then take the sound out. Because to me, the sound was also unfucking believable. But I think that's the same thing for Dear Esther. Like both of those games, I think like the Dear Esther visually, I don't think would have been well. It still would have been beautiful, but like the music of Dear Esther is sort of I think the same thing where it adds so much to that experience and the way that they like the. I mean, the cave sound and the way when you're walking up the sides and just like, I mean, all the different, I don't but know. I, mean, I think it's we, kind of a similar argument there. Yeah, well, I feel like sensory experience and yeah. visual experience mm-hmm. are kind of the same concept that Yo, we're going through. What was the them. fucking category we copped out and did too? Uh, that we did that uh, for this one. biggest surprise. We're doing Dear Esther That's what I'm saying. Like, like, are these fucking there? Like, I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay yeah. with it. Like, like I, dude, it's a horrible precedent I'm setting, but dude, these are stunner games. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. again, I I wanted to defend uh, Dear Esther because I was mm-hmm. worried a little bit that yeah. it wouldn't get a defense because I knew that Gree was so good yes. that people would, I would just like, everyone's just going to go with Gree and I have to say my piece. I'm so glad you did though because dude, holy crap, that game deserves so much for more than just beauty, like for, for the level design, the gameplay that like the way that it draws you through because you don't, you're not lost. Yeah, you could so easily your be Your mom was lost. My mom was lost. All right, fucking strike it. She did text me like, yo, uh, how do I get around this? And I was like, um, send and me she's a screenshot. Artist, so like, she should have known. I don't know if she should. Uh, I don't know if that translates. Know. All I know is I was like, send me, a sh- send me a screenshot. And it was like that point where you're just supposed to go around the like, little edge. And like you just oh, yeah. drop. You go in the middle. I'm like, yeah, go around the edge. And she was like, I did very briefly work. get lost in the beginning of Dear Esther. Because there is one section that leads you to kind of into a dead end. And it's like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I I think there's merit for both. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's like they're so close together, and in ways, in some ways, incomparable. Thank you yeah. for reminding me how cool Dear Esther was to be in. I kind yeah. of forgot. Yeah. yeah, and thank you, Zoe, for reminding me how pretty Greece. Uh, Greece Holy Greece crap! Was <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So are we doing both? I think. Am I right inscribing it into we're history? Copying we're copying out. Can we just not out. do that again? <laughs> we're going to do sorry. that again. Yeah. This is the last yeah, time. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, this is the last. For real this time, Worst guys. Game. Yeah. Worst <laughs> game. All right, so now we're in our final oh, two categories. Boy. And so before we get to the good, we have to acknowledge the bad. So we are going to go with our worst game, which is another short list. So for worst game, we have The Gardens Between. The Cat Lady, Starseed Pilgrim, Black Bar, Layers of Fear, The Static Speaks My Name, Bioshock Infinite, and Heavy Rain. All right, so can I just say Black Bar yeah. and Bioshock Infinite aren't perfect games, but can we strike those from the yeah, list? I, yeah, I would say that's okay. fair. I agree we could probably also strike 
uh, I'm okay also striking the Cat Lady and Layers of Fear, okay. because while I personally did not like them, I, first off, don't think they're the worst ones on this list, and second off, other people really love them, so yeah. like I can't say they're the worst. Fair. Yeah, it's gonna yep. be hard for consensus. And I in think that we way. should take Heavy Rain off this list, like for Hold the on, many. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get carried away like, here. As flawed as that game is, like it's so it was so much fun to play, and there's so much there in that game if you can yeah. kind of like approach it with the right mindset. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I it's a bad like, game. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad yeah. game. I feel like but... that's like saying that like a shitty movie is not a shitty movie because you can watch it with your friends and laugh at it. Yeah, yeah but like you know, there are, but, but you know what I mean? Like there are some movies that are movie. truly bad. Like you couldn't even watch them with your friends and like get anything out of it. But like then there the are movies... Static Speaks My Name. No, so no, no. So no. I was going to say, that, <laughs> I was going to say, that needs to be struck out because while I didn't necessarily like the Static Speaks My Name, I think the fact that it was so hard hitting for being a free game that lasts yeah. 10 minutes, like, I think there's some merit to have with that. Like, it was a... It was a gross game. It made yeah. me feel icky, but the fact that a game can make me feel that way, like yeah. afterwards, after I was done playing and I'm like, ew, I don't like this. I don't want to experience it again. I'm like, wow, that's powerful. Very like, powerful. That's yeah. really cool. That's not a bad game. Yeah. yeah. I want to make a case that the worst game, and this is by my definition, and I'll explain why, is The Gardens Between. And I want to make that case right now. And yeah. here's why. That On this list, that's the game that I got the least value out of. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like that's I, fair. That's fair. The end. That's yeah. that's how I yeah. feel about yeah. it. Yeah. It's it like was, that was such uh, a agreed. nothing experience compared to these. Even I fucking enjoyed Star City Pilgrim more because it was yeah. fucking weird and ethereal and now, like, what's on. going on. I did. I think we also all agreed that with Star Seed Pilgrim, like none of us were too up to the task of playing that <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. We were insufficient for it. <laughs> We are not worried. Like, we did not grow up into the heavens as it wanted us to. Yeah. The thing is, though, with the, with uh, with Starseed Pilgrim, there was like that one review I mentioned in the very first episode that I feel encapsulated my experience, which is like I appreciate when games don't disrespect my time, and Starseed Pilgrim does disrespect my time and does it in a pretentious ass manner. And I you totally know, agree with that. I totally agree with that. And, and that's terrible to me. Like mm -hmm. I played this. I like I I I went into it being hand. like open mind, open mind, and then I was playing through it, and the fact that I like was failing so much, and then I realized I had to get a fucking key while also creating a path towards the exit, like it pissed me off. On the other it. hand, I feel like the Gardens Between is a pretentious indie game that doesn't respect your time because it makes you play it. Like if you're <laughs> Starts like unless you leave at any time. Yeah, exactly. Pilgrim, there's a lot more exit points because you die, and it's like, alright, fuck that game. You know? Fuck this game. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year! Champagne. I think we missed it by like six minutes, but I'll get the champagne while you guys figure out what the worst game of the year is. Yeah. So But okay. Happy New Year! The gardens between socks! Yeah, there's I, some I think dude for me there. it's the gardens between yeah, because Starseed Pilgrim has stuff there that I think we didn't get, and that's its own negative. But Starseed or Gardens Between was just such a milk toast experience. Yeah, it's yeah, so forgettable. It really, yeah, I remember actually like the sounds of the guard or sorry the other one Starseed Pilgrim better like and and notably like oh wow those were weird noises and right. I was kind of interested and like that's yeah. like more than I remember about. 
I remember getting actively mad at how stupid the puzzles were in the gardens between. Dude, when the answer was like line the lightning bolt up with the fucking uh, Not even set. that. I mean, I remember being actively mad at that one. That's not even a puzzle though. Yeah, that's, that's just like bullshit. find the place that's to stand bullshit. still. That's yeah. not a puzzle. Yeah. But the puzzles that were like literally there was a single path that you could go and you just had to go to the end of it yeah. and then move backwards to the end of where you go and then move forward. It's just like yeah, this is a puzzle. No, it's walking forwards and backwards in a straight line. Yeah, there was I think one puzzle that I remember from that game, and it was the, the punching things on on the computer. On the key, yeah, on the on the little keypad. Right, the puzzle of that game. I know. I I I actually see your points on on Star Seed Pilgrim, just because like, oh yeah, I remember that I didn't do anything in that game at all, and it was like sort of weird. But I just like I'm offended at at. And how little I remember or care about the cards between. <laughs> like, I just, it's like, where the fuck did that go? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be the odd one out with Star Seed Pilgrim. Maybe as an honorable yeah, mention. Yeah, so would you like me to include yeah, as an let's honorable do mention? Honorable yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. entirely reasonable. Okay. Star okay. Seed Pilgrim is, yeah, it is the things that you said it was. <laughs> yeah. I don't disagree with your assessment. All right, so there we have it. Worst game, The Gardens Between, honorable mention, Star Seed Pilgrim. I actually like Starseed Pilgrim, though. Shut up, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have deliberated, and we have fought our way through, and we are finally to our final category of the game, which is best game. And for this, I'm not going to read through the games list because these are going to include all 32 games mm-hmm. that we uh, that we played. So I think... We should go around and ask, yeah. maybe? I, I think we should go around and just get everyone's opinion on what they consider to be best game. Oh. Oh, shit. So we're kind of just um, doing it in nomination. Oh, shit. We're, like, maybe maybe we should nominate a small list of things? I was going to say. We could also wait. just go around. Okay, this is a random idea. We could go around in a circle and literally just, like, you say one to take off the list, you say one to take off the list, and, just, and we just go until... They're... Until somebody, like, refutes. Yeah, and then okay. maybe... Yeah, because, like, dude... You might even be able to go like from the top to bottom. No, you can't. Okay, we can. Well, I'm taking Starseed Pilgrim off as best game. Free, <laughs> Not fucking on free, fucking and free. We're just going straight off with uh, uh, the next one, the gardens between. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is hilarious because you started like shorthanding things. Like, there's no the in the gardens between, yeah, and then yeah. like Orwell is like the ground K-U-E. gives way is the next one to just immediately leave that list. Yeah, They're fighting on you. Yeah, They're fighting on that one. Uh, I'm gonna cut Apex Legends. Come on, man. Right, you don't have yeah, the support was, here. It was a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good game but it's not the best human fall flat can get yeah. out of there yeah yeah won't fight Ooh. you on that um under it uh da, 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 da. okay now it's starting to begin to oh sorry just kidding eversion <laughs> reasonable reasonable uh layers of fear Ooh. It, it does that one get fought Fuck this I, don't, game. I don't know if we I can mean, cut that yet I don't yet. think it's best game of the year it's not best game of the year it's not best game of the year yeah also fuck that game all right, but it's right, also right, not right, best right, game of the year alright 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 then in that case do you want to jump in I don't know I'm really behind okay, okay, I was we'll trying skip, to open skip, champagne skip, skip, skip. but I had to pawn it off to Brandon because I don't know how to do that thank so. god we have Brandon a real man Bioshock Infinite. Ooh. Bioshock Infinite? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay, not the DLC. Nope. Not, not the DLC. Not the DLC. It's no. open. <laughs> Was it a Hell screw yeah. top? Yep. What's the <laughs> 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 Thank God we have a real man. We have a screw top champagne. That's classy as shit. Classy as shit. All right, uh, I'm oh, taking no. Black Bar off of this. That's very, very reasonable. Uh, and I'll follow that with the Omawari. 
Yes, 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 yes. Where the fuck is that? Oh, there we go. Uh, Orwell. No. Yeah, no. that shit on. Not yet. Really? Not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> yeah. I gave that fucker Spicy. a gold star, and I will fight yeah. for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Pony Island. That's not. Yeah. yeah totally. Not Pony Island's yeah. fucking free. We have words yet to say on our well. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, I feel like, dude, there's a lot actually still here. I might just take the axe to Celeste. Yeah. Okay. It was I, good. It was I, yeah, excellent good. even, but it's not, I don't think it's the, the winner on this list. Right, exactly. Yeah. That, I'm not cutting it for bad. I'm cutting it for not making it on this list. I'll take Spelunky off of this. Okay, any contestant with that? No. Okay. Yep, nope, we're good on that one. Okay. Um, next on the list is just Donut County, and I don't think that one's Is this winning. my cup? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so. It was good. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, the mics are going to be going crazy with all this. Yeah, sorry. Glassware. It's the new year. <laughs> This is the real stuff. Yeah, that is the legit stuff. I think stuff. I think there's just like alcohol in this, right? That's that's whiskey. Yeah, let's not mix. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't mix uh, whiskey James, and champagne. I believe you're up. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cave story. Cave story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Bioshock two. Look, I love. I, I had a lot of fun with that yeah, game, but like, come it's on. It's not yeah. game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Cross it off. Yeah. I like um, what we're saying game of the year as though, like, uh, oh, Bioshock right. 2 came out in, <laughs> yeah. in 2019, yeah. and it's like, Happy New Year, all the games released in 2019, everyone's favorites, like, Tacoma, yeah, to the moon. Think this is an indie podcast. I think that's what makes this this deliberation special. Like that's why people yeah. listen to it because, like you know, oh God, it's definitely what makes us everybody different. has one of these just sitting on their Steam list that they've never played. Well, mm -hmm. we will tell you which one to play. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, Static speaks Who's... my name. Probably shouldn't. Oh, know. that's oh, still yeah. up there. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Really fucking powerful though. Uh, Risk of Rain too. Aww. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. not cut for bad, cut for not best. Yes, yeah. exactly. Atlanta, do you want to jump in or do you want me to... What about Baba is You? Yeah, get it. Because that's a game that I feel like all of you, and I watched you all play it, and I was, I was like, I think everyone was like, this is an amazing game. What a triumph of game design. I'm never going to play this again. Yeah, but and that's like, every me, single person, and it's on a lot of people's game of the year. It's, it's <laughs> well, I know, but yeah. I think that they're wrong. Like, I don't think yeah. it's a game of the year if it's a game that you played once and you acknowledge it for being great, but you're not, you don't want to play it more. It is a brain hemorrhage on a stick, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, to yeah. me, I know it's going to be on a lot of people's game of the year, and I think it actually came out this year. Like, mm -hmm. it's going to be, like, I think an indie yeah. darling, but I, yeah. I just don't know that people are going to go back to it, and maybe some people will. Don't get me wrong. Right. But at least for this group in particular, I don't see that as being our game of the year. I, I don't see it as being our game of the year. I won't fight you on it, but it's, yeah. yeah. Well, it's but like, it hurts to uh, cut it. It hurts, but Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. I think we can acknowledge that it's a really, really, really well-designed puzzle game. Yeah. Right? But yeah, this, is, this is when the game cutting starts to hurt. Yes. So. I think but, there's a but, few more that we can accept, like yeah. Bioshock Infinite. Oh, we cut that one already. We already cut that one. Oh, we did? Right. Right. I agree with you we haven't cut regular Bioshock. And I think... I'm about to. And the reason why is because, dude, this game has got its accolades. Like, if we, they are, we fucking cheapened our, like, you know what I mean? Like, we screwed our audience over. If we did all this time just to tell them that Bioshock was good. Like, <laughs> like fuck that. And I know that's not like the that's most, fair. that's not like the fairest, but I'm just saying, look, like, we all know it's good. We've all played it in the past. I think it doesn't quite hold up as well, but it is still wonderful. It's gotten mm -hmm. so much accolades. But if, you, if to me, if you're going to give Bioshock credit, give it to the DLC. Um... 
Can we say the same thing for papers, please? Mm -hmm. Honestly? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Because, I mean, I liked Papers, Please. I hated how much it made me stressed, though. And, like, it's a game I'm not going to probably return to because of how stressed it made me feel. Can we say similar things about the cat lady? <laughs> Ouch. I, I mean, you love that game. You also love that game, yeah. McCoy and Zoe. This is the but one list I would care for it to be it on. It has <laughs> such bad voice acting. And the art is janky as fuck. McCoy's convinced both of those things are on purpose. It was made They're by not. one no, no, no. person. It's, 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 it was it's not, not made by no, no, no. one person. It was made by one person. I thought it was made yeah. by two people. Well, oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. No, look. It was like, a guy and his brother did the music. So yeah. like, Which, by right, the way, the music people. is fucking rad. But also, it's like, it's not a matter of whether they did it on. Didn't they get a bunch of, like, like, people to donate their voice acting yeah. with shows? Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, like, respect, but. Yeah. There's a reason people pay for good voice acting. No, but see, like, like that's like taking apart a game from like its like stat sheet of like oh the voice. It's like it's really you know, like right. the, you know another game that was made on by one person. Context, though the narrative is not like I I felt the narrative was troublesome. Start uh, yeah. Well, Starseed Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but also, um, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley was made by one person. Game of the Year 2019. If we're holding indie developers to Stardew Valley, like they're in fucking trouble. Like, I will fair, say that game's like, Yeah. Which no, game that's... did you enjoy more this year? The game we didn't play for the podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Heavy yeah. Rain is still on this list right now. Oh, yeah, right. let's fix that. I was wondering if you were holding it out for how good of an experience it was. It was a great... Year, but like, I was like, it cannot be Game of the Year. It was no. a great experience, but yeah, as an overall... Donut County? Wait, that, we got we rid of that. We got already. Oh, I, wasn't, Keep I, was, I was pouring champagne. Um, all right, so actually, so we're all on the same page. What's left right now yeah. is Beginner's Guide, oh, Tacoma, too. Doki Doki, Agree, to the Moon, Dear Esther, The Bioshock Infinite. Wait, sorry, you just skipped over the Cat Lady. Was that official? I thought that was official. It can be official. Yeah. Okay. I'm it sorry. can be on your personal. <laughs> okay. No. 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 That's it won the was. McCoy's The Cat Lady Award. <laughs> okay. I just I just wanted to make sure it got it official. Okay. All right. So a Bioshock Infinite DLC, um, Detention, and Orwell. Am I missing anything? No. Okay. That's what I have. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, oh man. Here's when it starts to get difficult. So this is how do people feel about Doki Doki? Doki, Doki. Yeah, go. that's a weird it's one, right? Go, man. Like it was incredible. I really yeah. liked it, but yeah. I don't think it's the best here. That's yeah. Dave's game in the century. Yeah. Oh, it's Doki it's Doki. so creative with what with what it does, and for people who love to delve into game files and like find Easter eggs, it's like their cup of tea. Like it is a perfect game for that sort of thing. And the fact that the game is free. Yeah. And the fact that the game like is fairly substantial in length. Like I can appreciate that. Like and made by one guy. Dan yeah. Salvato is yeah. crazy. But um yeah. I mean it's great, but <sighs> Yeah. In the end it's just a dating sim. Right. Well, <laughs> no, that's well, not that's true. <laughs> That's how we end up this, playing Dream Daddy next it's, year. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good, but I don't think it quite matches, yeah. say, Detention or Orwell or Beginner's Guide. Yeah, right, totally. and I think by this totally. point when we're cutting games, it's not that because we don't yeah. like the game. It's yeah. 
they have their own accolades for their own and their own merits. But yeah. Can right. we also pause here and clarify what kind of list we're making for this? Are we doing? Oh shit. Are you like? Are, are we trying to decide one best game yes. in the Iron Man Are we like a one, two, three oh, ordered list? Ordered. What I think about we five? should do top three. About, I was thinking okay. top three, and then I think everyone can publish their own top three because I know everyone needs to get top the three cut. ordered. Obviously though. ordered though. Mm-hmm. You don't guess want to do top five ordered. Or is that too hard? I think that's a bit much. Okay. We're down right. to seven. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, top yeah. three seems like a good... Okay. Yeah. yeah. What did we just cut? Doki Doki. Oh, Doki. yep, for sure. Um, so this, I think, is going to get some contention. Agree. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Ooh, yeah. It was very good. Yeah. I liked it. I think, I think that the art carried it more than it ought to have. Mm-hmm. And then there are other games on this list that have um, more going for them. Uh, again, that's not to say that it was bad, nor is it to say that I d- didn't enjoy it. Mm. Um, but I think it, it, what it has going for it is this art, and that it, art is excellent. Um, but I didn't see a ton else. The gameplay was fairly light. The narrative, or, I mean, it wasn't even really a narrative, right? Um, like, what it explores and discusses is, you know, mostly discredited psych stuff. That um, is true. But like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. But 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 it's right. it's. But light. it does it well. I mean, it is a oh. it is a very yeah. well done discussion yeah. of discredited psychology. We're gonna have to get to three. I mean, it's gonna right. be fucking brutal. Yeah. It's like already brutal. All yeah. of these yes. games are so yeah. good. Because well, it's interesting yeah, because is this great, but it's, it's yeah. fair. Anyone yeah. want to fight me on it? I, before I just want to say this process is actually in some ways harder than the traditional game of the year process because we're doing multi years worth of amazing titles. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this is a fucking. I'd, I'd only sorry. Go for I'd it. only fight you on that to say that I think we should cut Tacoma before Greed. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Um. Oh, I really like Tacoma though. I also Tacoma. really like Tacoma. Yeah, Tacoma's like a masterclass in that, like, just they built the world so... In a closed box story. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, but... it's world It's world building and it's sci-fi. It's legit discussion of sci-fi is... I, I don't wow, think legit discussion of sci-fi is, like, pointing it towards game of the year for me. Like, I like sci-fi. Yeah. But, like, I don't think it being a sci-fi story is like necessarily bonus points. It's well, just no. I mean, it's what I, just a good story. What I yeah. meant to say was that it it um, does sci-fi in a way that suits the genre super super well. That's true. Right. It allows you to walk through the world, um, which like most sci-fi stories try to do that by having you follow a character through some, you know, more narrative-based experience. And right. Tacoma just lets you walk around in a in a world and like yeah. look at the posters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it just lets you see those rather than having the camera pan over them or having a paragraph and a book dedicated to them. Yeah, I think it is the best uh, medium and usage of the medium for sci-fi that I have seen. So okay, that's why I think it's very good. Yeah, okay, and it's it's a less is more. Like you're in you're trapped in a box, but it's dense. And that that density is just what you're talking about. It's like the, it really brings the value of like exploring the world. And we've been talking sure. about human stories, and I just feel like the story of Tacoma is a very human one in terms of everybody's personal struggles. You have a woman dealing with loss, a guy just dealing with trying to be personally accepted by everybody. Like, there's a lot to relate to within that crew in Tacoma. So I want to keep it on here. Okay. Like, at least for. I just. I, 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 I preferred be... playing Glee to Tacoma, which is yeah. why. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'd want to keep it on there before that, but that, I mean, it's, it's, it's whatever. It's fine. Okay. Well, so I want to actually cut Dear Esther off of oof. this. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know about because, that. Because well, so like, <laughs> while I do think that Dear Esther's visuals were stunning and the whole concept of a game having different elements in each playthrough being unique, I think the game itself wouldn't have been as widely accepted if not for the discussion and i think that needs to have like i think that needs to be taken into account a little bit with these like dear esther was brilliant i i love dear esther it was a game that i played over and over but it is true after a while the walking gets to be just a little bit too slow and the pace seems to be less and less meditative and you're just kind of more like let's just get through this like i i just wanted to get to this one part of the game like just get me to this one part of the game and like it was a beautiful story although an incomprehensible one and one that was deliberately (laughs) incomprehensible and so like i feel like it's just not as up there in games Hmm. i have a hard time with that i have a hard time with that but we can cut orwell no. <laughs> why not? Why, so, why are we wait, not cutting our no, walls? Do we all have Do we all have children on this list at this point? <laughs> yeah, no, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, Zoe has five of them. <laughs> so, like, the reason why I want to keep Orwell on here, and it was actually for Adam's same arguments for Tacoma, actually. Like, Orwell is, in essence, like a futuristic, almost sci-fi-ish type story of an alternate future or a maybe a very real future um a present oh yeah <laughs> reasonable <laughs> yeah reasonable. like it's not even alternate it's just now right it's just what's right. happening right now and the church of what's happening like right adam had discussed in orwell's episode i really like the meaningful way in which the game addressed uh surveillance um, they they did it in a way where it's like yeah it has its positives but also here are like the detriments and the negatives to it 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 engaged it in a meaningful way and also just the concept of being able to take chunks of data and like input it into the system that although is fictitious seems very real and still hits very home and it makes you feel that stress of people's lives are on the line and like you know it's a again a very human story it's you know, you see yourself in the documents that you are analyzing of like, yeah, I've written a Facebook status like this. Like, I think with that reflection on top of just the way that the, the game engages with the subject matter was just masterful. And it was in a way that I loved playing this game despite how stressful it was. Like I was willing to keep playing because I was like, I've got to get these people, like I've got to prove these people's innocence or guilt. Like. I, I want to keep that on there just because it was like so masterfully done with the way they engaged with the subject matter. Okay, so we've had strong defenses for Tacoma, strong defense for Orwell, strong defense for uh, Gree. Uh, yeah, did we have a strong defense for Gree? So I think, I, we were about I, I think to, despite I everything, I, Gree is a very yeah. beautiful game. Yeah. But yes, mm-hmm. in essence, it is like essentially just a story about grief done in stages that are since debunked and everything so it's just like it's really just for the visuals and the music that swells with it it's a Mm. it's a symphonic visual masterpiece but the actual game itself like i i would i would enjoy this just as much watching a short film 
of this game um or playing it like the difference is there's no difference to me the gameplay actually doesn't matter as much so, so i'm willing to cut it does that does that matter i mean it matters somewhat but like you know to, yeah yeah i think well, so it's settled <laughs> no, yeah, no, i guess so i've spoken about this before but for me one of the most important things is um how well everything fits together and how well everything is used yeah and if a game doesn't have to have been a game and could have just been a movie that's like that matters to me particularly if we're talking about games in an academic discussion Mm -hmm. right um and other people may disagree you're free to have your own opinion on this but for me it is important that all the pieces fit um all the pieces fit if they can Mm -hmm. right um and agree i mean nothing stands out as like a like a nail sticking up out of the floorboards but like it's it it is carried by its its audiovisual experience um and i actually kind of i want agree the movie right (laughs) i think that would have been nicer yeah (laughs) and i kind of almost want to make the same argument for to the moon i was gonna say i got to the moon is right underneath it and as much as like that'll be one of my personal games of the year, like one of my favorite things that I've played for a long time. Well, I haven't played, but anyways, um, like I don't know that it hangs in this discussion of like just the best game of the year. I loved it. I loved that story. I love the music. I think the look is like. Did you like the enough. tile puzzles where you had to shift everything and flip tiles? No, wasn't huge <laughs> on that. So. so, like, yeah, I agree. I don't think it's the best game. You know, I don't. I don't think it goes with these other really heavy hitters. I think it's a great game. But... I want Zoe to choose the next one to cut. Well, Ooh. I was saying to the moon. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I mean after that. Oh, after that. What if we go the other way? What if <laughs> Beginner's Guide is number one? Um. Like, what do you mean go the other Number like, start one, with, like, best like, game? Yeah. Does anyone disagree? We do yeah. currently, for the listeners at home, have... I don't know how many, but let me say them. The Beginner's Guide, mm. Tacoma, Dear Esther, Bioshock Infinite DLC, Detention, and Orwell mm. are what's left on that list. Well, I haven't heard any discussion on the Infinite DLC. And I was I, just I thinking think it doesn't really thing. belong. Yeah. Like, it's the only child I have on this list because it's the only game I actually played on this list but i just don't think it stands alone as a, a full game to some extent but also I, yeah. like it yeah it connects everything it's great it could actually almost just be a movie and i'd be happy and it would tie the whole bioshock series together um but yeah it, it's kind of like the add-on that that rescued the the series from yeah. not ending and did a really, really good job. But yeah, I do yeah. think it's really, really good. Yeah, but it's amazing. But it's yeah. just not like yeah, it's not something I'd go back and replay. And I think replayability also is like an important aspect to yeah picking something that you'd want to look back on like 2019 and say like yeah, you know that was that was a great game and I'd like to play it again. Yeah, and so. and it's like its gameplay is specifically is good in contrast to like how infinite was lacking. So it's like oh they they messed with these systems and got somewhere kind of cool but still it was like they were jankily inserting a, like a stealth game into this and it was working for the narrative purposes but like at, if we're talking about all pieces have to fit like that stuff was cool but that stuff was not like a, a game from the ground up like that flourished in every part it was just that they tied up Bioshock in an amazing way and we're all just relieved but it was yeah. a good like farewell piece yeah, to yeah. to the franchise and now they've announced yeah. Bioshock 4 so I yeah. guess it's not a oh, farewell dude, piece I listen, I listen back I listen <laughs> back to Ted that. Levine because he's opened his own studio yeah 
I don't, I, when, dude, when's Hideo Kojima gonna make a bio game, a Bioshock game? Yeah. Oh my god! Let's, this let's, time, dude. <laughs> let's cut it. No, let's cut it. I'm, I'm down right, to cut play it. Play another yeah. Bioshock game? No. Yeah, they announced Nobody a... has to play another Bioshock. No, game. I'm a completionist. You don't understand. <laughs> I have to play it if it like I, I have to. <laughs> have you seen every single one of the Land Before Time films? <laughs> No. <laughs> Have I seen any of the Land Before Time films? Um, so, uh, okay, hear me out. Detention. Number one? No. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> next, next on the chopping block. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I misunderstood you there. Um, yeah. I really, okay. really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's going to get strong defense like Dear Esther, Beginner's Guide, Tacoma, or Orwell. Um might it get a well, strong defense in the area that it had one of the most elegant dealings with like torture, regret, and suicide in the sense of there's actually, it's just beauty uh, in that mythos of it where it's like yeah. your life doesn't end when you die. Like you still have to atone. You still have to make good. And so you don't escape by dying. You have to continue forward. And that's just like a beautiful way of looking at it. And it, like, I don't know. I, I I mean, among many other things, but that's one of the ways that that game like really deals with that material well. And I know we've had a lot of discussions about dealing that with that material really poorly. Uh, and it's, I've been on maybe both sides of that argument. But what's really interesting is that the way that it deals with it well in this game really does propel it forward. Okay, so I was asking, like, does anyone have a good defense? And it sounds like the answer is yes. M maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I have, um, I, I have a corner of a defense. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's not enough. Like, I mean, I could go into more stuff about it, but I, I think there's something to be said for cutting it. Like, I'm not saying it's 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 immune. I think there is something to be said for it, though. Hmm. I'm, okay, well, we're down to five. Right. Um, damn, this is going to be hard. Yeah. What are they again? So it's Beginner's, Beginner's Guide, Tacoma, Dear Esther, Detention, Orwell. I almost think Tacoma needs to be next, though. It made top five. Mm -hmm. Which is, dude, if easier to do top three. If we had done top five orders, we'd be here right now. <laughs> Fifth best game of the year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, it was yeah. an excellent, like, I made my defense of it earlier. And mm -hmm. I think that, yep. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a beautiful okay game. It's a wonderful game. I'm happy you all played it, and I'm happy that you all appreciated playing that game as much as I did. And I honestly love Fulbright's yeah. methods of game exploration and being able to, you know, create a fully-fledged world. So I don't know what this says about Tacoma, but I'm really excited for the games that learn from Tacoma. Because right. those games are just going to continue to be at a level of depth that we just don't get in video games. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited for that. But yeah. Right. Yeah, so that to me this that's a historic game because I ho or I hope it's a historic game. I hope people are paying attention to that game. Mm -hmm. And also okay. it's just like how to write a story just in general. Mm -hmm. Is like, you know, understand what people are doing even when they're not there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So are we saying five? Yeah, I, I think it's. I think Tacoma's it's at five mm -hmm. at the end of this particular list. Um, okay. Okay. So then, of beginner's guide. Yeah. Dear Esther, detention and Orwell. Which one stands out to people? Like, which one's the odd one out here? Orwell to me. 
I will say as the one who compiled the scores earlier, Orwell is the only game so far in TOT history to have received two golden stars, one from Zoe and one from Adam. I was going to say it wasn't me, right, please? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Which I mean, does not yeah, mean that it wins I mean, here, yeah, but, but it did have a lot of accolades during our... Damn, Adam gave it a golden star? That's what I'm saying. That's Adam awesome. used I mean, the rating system and gave it a golden star, which... I mean... I think I was using golden stars perhaps differently than other people, but yes. All right, Adam is taking back his golden star. That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, it's like, do I have to make a case against that game? I guess it's just that, like, there's so much that game does that's really cool. There's so much. I, I think I just couldn't get by the way that I felt like it walked me through it. Like, I felt like it was flirting with the idea that I would dig through all this stuff, and I did dig through all this stuff, but then it was just auto-completing for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was, like, sitting there thinking to myself, dude, I have this sick information on someone. I can't wait for it to be relevant, and I had to just, like, wait for it to auto-complete in front of me, and then it was going to point me there, and then it was going to make, like, a red icon that would say, hey, by the way, don't miss this. And I was like, dude, I didn't miss this. I read this when it first came out, and I felt like... I kind of hated how it would just, like, misinterpret all the shit you put in. But that was the that was the point. Of course not. <laughs> but I hated it. <laughs> That's a social commentary. Yeah. Or social commentary. Yeah. yeah. I also hate people. <laughs> not yeah. really. For me, odd one out is between detention and Orwell. Like I think yeah. beginner's guide and it's kind of funny that like me, the game like game mechanics master guy man. Is like, yeah, beginner's guide, dear Esther, walking simulators, thumbs up. Yeah. Um, but here we are. It's like minimal game design, though. It's like yeah. w- you have to really make it count because you don't have a lot to work with. And I feel like these people made it's it proof fucking that count. Storytelling is incredibly powerful in creating an experience. Also, we and didn't really play a whole lot of mechanical games. That's true. True. But also, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, like Celeste wow, wow, is wow, a fucking wow. mechanical game. Apex Legends is a mechanical game yep. in a very different way. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of mechanical games here that we we cut out. I would almost say detention should be number four. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm okay with that. I cannot believe how fucking far that game went yeah, from not I mean, knowing anything about it. Yeah. Exactly. Detention four, Orwell three. Um, I, if, if everyone's okay with that, I think Orwell three. I don't. I I can't see it higher. To I mean, me. between Dear Esther and Beginner's Guide, those are really heavy top two yeah. contenders, and I think we need to deliberate on like yeah. i don't think we can cop out now of yeah. like oh they're they're both good for number one no, i think you definitely we need cannot. to actually definitely figure cannot. out i think i can't I, believe the list is coming down this way i think that beginner's guide is better than dear esther i would agree with that i mean like i said and i think it all came down to the writing i mean dear esther's yeah. writing was really great I but think it's to the got RNG in the fucking writing. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's brilliant. what makes it so good. It's cool, but I don't think it makes it good. Well, it, it was also I think like, it makes it interesting. I, well, but I think that that's what makes Dear Esther good, is that it's so interesting and so thought-provoking. And I think, I guess the whole way through, I'm saying, like, what well, doesn't really have a narrative, and, like, I don't no. understand the story. And to me, like, that's what made Dear Esther so interesting. It's like, wait, I have no... I Is this guy crazy? Is any of this true? Like, is he, did he kill his wife? Like, what is happening here? And, like, walking through that world and, like, trying to figure out what was going on in there was such an intriguing and, like, really, um, like, it made you so invested, I think, in that world, in that story of, like, trying to be like, this, like, this doesn't make sense. 
but they're all these really interesting set pieces that they keep giving you and these little teasing bits that they keep handing you being like, oh, but what about this? What does that tell you now? And just having you try to put all that together. And then I think like even the next step later, finding out that everybody had a different way of putting that together because everyone else got different things. I guess you could argue that makes it not as good because like you can't really tell what would happen. But like yeah, I think that's what, what makes it argue. so interesting is that you don't, there is no right answer to that game. There's no one way to play it. Everyone else has a different experience. Like, I, and the way that it always fits together and that your your own mind kind of creates this story out of it and you feel like, okay, I, I think I got it. Like, I think I understand it now. Um, I think is what made sure, that game good. I'm not even sure that you can get to that point without dialogue with other people that have played the game and have had different experiences like yeah. you can't is even get fault? to a full story is that a fault though like, i think that's I, feel... I mean i think that's that's like part of the design but i think it it makes it less powerful than beginner's guide to me because the the full story is presented but it's still it's not like you get all the pieces in but Beginner's Guide. But didn't you guys have the same experience so, with the Beginner's Guide where you didn't understand that game until Gabe pointed out no, what happened? Yeah. No, yes. no, not, not at all. That was for many of us. Because Gabe, Gabe pointed out something that could be true about the game, not something that is okay. guaranteed to be true about the game. Or that's, that's like a missing true, piece. And... But I feel that it was... And I, I think that that is a better, more nuanced way to create a story, in my opinion, where you present a completed piece a completed piece of work to the to the audience and then the audience is able to interpret it and develop like theories and you know if you leave out pieces deliberately for a third of your audience and then you leave out other pieces for another third of your audience and then and then they talk to each other and they're still not sure what's going on. Like, that's weird. Like, like the point of discussion should be, in that case, to me, should be to figure out what the whole story is. Not to piece together that there's some weird shit going on and nobody's quite sure what's happening. Because so, in that <laughs> so need so badly needs to say something right now. <laughs> so, you're definitely looking at this from the perspective of which game has a better narrative. Um, and I, which is entirely reasonable because that's the way we were traditionally used to grab, like grabbing onto uh, pieces of media. Um, and I agree entirely that the beginner's guide has much more interesting, nuanced like narrative to it. I feel that Dear Esther has a, like, they're very good in different ways. Dear Esther came way before and was like generally considered, I think. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but the it's like first. the progenitor of the entire genre. Mm-hmm. And it might just top this fucking list. Right. And I think the interesting parts of it are like, it is experientially very interesting. They do, like every piece of it fits flawlessly together. Um, it isn't telling a story, but that isn't the point. Okay. Um, it's the point, as I pointed out before, was to defy that, right? It, it resists your attempts to make sense of it. Um, it is experiential it's like an impressionist painting in some ways it um it's not telling a story and you're judging these two games against each other by which one tells a better story okay that's fair that's fair but that i mean that so that's just you know that's just like my opinion man <laughs> <laughs> so 
reasonable. I mean, and, and I guess this is when I bring personal feelings. So actually, like, with with further consideration, I think... I, I actually think I might have Dear Esther win out on this. And I'm only saying that because I think it was because of that RNG feeling, though. The, the one feeling that we're like, oh, this makes this a bad game. Uh, not that not a bad game, but like this makes this game not as good as other games. Um, only because I absolutely was enthralled by the idea of like coming over a crest of a hill and seeing a figure and then being like, yeah, you, you remember seeing that figure at the top of the hill and everyone's like, there's no figure there. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, wait wait i i swear i i saw a guy he was flashing a light at me like am i going crazy like i think that game encapsulated a feeling of madness the same madness that the main character was going through in a way because of that rng feeling hmm. um i i honestly think that's that was a very cool aspect of that game that for its time because it was released in 2008 i want to say was when the first version of it uh, showed up but like th- the fact that it had that kind of playthrough for a game made in 2008 is like revolutionary and I mean we shouldn't be ranking games in historical context either but like that was a cool feeling to have beginner's guide was like cool because it made you feel kind of uneasy there's like some levels where you're hearing women sobbing and you're like I don't like this this is weird there's that cool scene where like you're on a theatrical stage and the bars are closing around you and everything and there's that symbolism of like you know shutting yourself away from the world which is cool but I think it was just the overall you're playing a character that like has been perfectly displayed like i don't know the character's psyche is encapsulated in you as feeling like you're going mad on this island whether it's a real island or not you never know like i don't know that's a really cool thing and i really like what they did with it and the ambivalence of it all and the fact that even the developers even in the fucking commentary mode go like yeah we don't know what this is about we just add this to the game because like why not add some more nuance to all this but like (laughs) But like, yeah. but also, I, I do want to talk briefly about that commentary mode because I feel like that did actually add a really wonderful meta layer. Like, I, I played it through it again with the commentary mode, and I was like, "This is a different but also thoroughly enjoyable experience." That almost feels like it's adding this like, met like meta layer. I mean, I know that's exactly what commentaries do, but in this case, it was like getting an eye into mm-hmm. this, like such a brilliantly crafted piece of art, and getting like to see it underneath the hood was was also incredibly impressive to me yeah like yeah just the, yeah yeah like I, I generally agree like i feel that like so for me um the historical context does matter somewhat in that uh dear esther like but created a new genre which then has been we've seen it kind of take off um but it also like really stuck the landing yeah they were masters of using what they had like every piece fit in that game um, and I'm not saying not saying that pieces didn't fit in Beginner's Guide, but yeah. like that game, when it was released, must have been incredible, and it remains incredible today. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the more novel experience. For me, it's the experience that pushes games forward more. Um, even like even today, right? If this were to come out today, it would still do more for like using the genre and using the medium and all that kind of 
stuff um, in really cool ways, right? Yeah. And still do all of that really well. Yeah. Um, that's my defense of it, but I'm, I get that I'm taking a hard, I appear to be taking a hard stance on this, but I'm like, yeah, it's tough. I don't know which one. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> They're all really, really good games. I mean, like we, we, yeah. we, I mean, the beginner's guide won best narrative and we've talked about it earlier. Let's in this have episode. Game no. Gabe <laughs> did not like Dear Esther. No. no. Let's not have Gabe. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He yeah. Like, why didn't we cut game. this game already? Yeah. 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 I think he gave like, a solid thumb. thumb. Yeah, he was not a fan. Yeah. Nerd. I, exactly. I I think these games are so weird to me because they're actually oddly similar. They're uh, very similar. Which I think is so fucking rad. And I have like so much emotional stake in both of them, it's like really fucking hard for me to pick. Because like... Beginner's Guide, I feel like in many ways, is the journey that we all feel. Like, or at least that I know I feel with launching this podcast. Like, I feel like it encapsulates our podcast and how it feels to, like, try to actually go for something. And then what does that feel like when you have to do it week after week? Like, that that's us. I feel that. So that's not just a human story. That's a fucking me story. That's a fucking us story. Um, and then obviously I'm really attached to Dear Esther just because like my dad was always telling me to play it and I was always like pushing it off because I didn't think it was that good and it just I was so fucking wrong and I was so fucking uh, dismissive in a way that was like why uh, but like that just gives me like an extra dad sense of dad doesn't know what good games are <laughs> well it's like because he played Borderlands 2 alone and was like this game isn't that fun and I'm like that's don't do that. <laughs> That's not a good strategy. You play with people, and then it's, like, passable. Um, <laughs> Everyone like play Heavy Rain? Yeah. No, it's just... Fuck, now I've convinced myself the Beginner's Guide is, is us, the podcast, and spiritually that we must vote it for the first year. <laughs> but I year. think it is interesting, actually, oh, I was thinking fuck. about these two games. Like, I think that both of these games really rely on having a conversation after you play them. Mm-hmm. Like, but we even... aren't collapsing in on ourselves much. Yeah, not yet. No, but don't you see? That's the path that they are warning you. That's what might happen right, in your right, mind. Right, right, That's what happens if you lose the Yeah, fun. that's not going to happen. It's number two. <laughs> <laughs> this Jeez, isn't even, this isn't even realistic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but I just, I think that these two, whichever way they end up going. I was just arguing that it was number one. And then Adam yeah. convinced me that it's actually, that there's more to it than what I was saying. And um, I don't know. I think I think it's like it's a coin flip, but um, but like historic the historical value of Dear Esther as like creating a genre just it does matter. But it's know? not a historical it genre. Po- I mean, as much as I like Dear Esther, like it's not a historical genre best game it's a this podcast like this group no, of people true. best game and that's i feel true. like and always like both of these games i think are very like fitting for well, this podcast but, and, like they're games you talked Esther about but was a better discussion wasn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, well yeah. Uh, the discussion added so much and it, it was like so holy shit for our podcast that was probably the best game mm-hmm. yeah holy shit but then the beginner's guide is metaphorically our no, podcast. No, 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 no. That that adds no value. <laughs> James rejects that premise. I just, like, I mean, I, I don't, remember. I don't mind the metaphor. I just think it adds no value to this best game discussion. Mm-hmm. 
Zoe, what's yeah. the best game? I mean, I think at this point, I think we're saying Beginner's Guide 2 and then Dear Esther 1. I think that's the consensus of everyone except McCoy. Oh, no, I, I'm, like, just lost in a sea of just emotions. I was going to say, I think we all are. Somebody just has to say it, and everyone's like, yeah, okay. And then yeah, it's okay. Orwell 3. Yep. Yeah. So yes. Risk of Rain was the best game of the year, right? Absolutely. <laughs> best game Certainly of the, the most year, Sekiro. <laughs> <laughs> Goose game. Yeah, yeah. Goose game. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, oh we fucking did it. That Star Wars one I didn't play. Oh, the yeah. one where you collect ponchos. Yeah, dude, those, yeah. listen, I'm going to say this real quick. Those ponchos fucking suck. I believe that. Okay. And with that, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> yes, thank you for, you know, sticking with us for our first year on the Tyranny of Thumbs. And, you know, there will be plenty more to come. Thank you, Adam, for joining us on this lovely end of the year podcast. And to everyone out there, happy new year. Hopefully your 2020 is the best 2020 there ever was to note she actually literally looked out the window when she was addressing literally like yeah to everyone out there and looks out the window yeah she's like why are you here <laughs> it's, like, it's dark here. what what the right. fuck is that so yeah um like you know if you like want to argue over who's right and who's wrong and you're like oh fuck this you know the static speaks my name was best game of the year like fight me bro then email at us at uh, tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com first of comment all, on our instagram page first of all provide a one star rating on itunes yeah exactly <laughs> oh wait no i'm not supposed to yeah <laughs> dude in the bottom of the descriptions, I say, if you feel like giving us a five stars, and only in that case, and in no other case, kid, you should go to iTunes, right? <laughs> there we go. But have a lovely 2020, everyone out there. Yeah. And uh, take care. Yeah, be safe. All right. Um, cool. Bye. Great, Great choice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There we go.